This is The Digital Dish. This podcast is hosted by Julia Frazier and Michael Vick, two veteran tech coaches. Listen to us unpack digital trends, dissect favorite tools, and ponder over new ideas and their impact in today's classroom. We love Google, efficiency, and sharing information. Stay tuned for the bantering, the debating, and the discovering of technology in your classroom and beyond. Hey everyone, this is Michael. And Julia. And we are here at my house talking about... Oh wait, no, I forgot I know, intro. it's been so long. I know, I, I'm off. And this is the Digital, Digital Dish. Dish. She really had a <laughs> spoon feed me that there. That was a good... It did. It's been a while, <laughs> we're going been. to admit. It's our first episode of the new year, 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awful. We'll do better. We'll do better <laughs> next time. It's just, we've both been really busy. Yeah. Life stuff, work stuff, lots going on. Yep. We are at Michael's house. He is currently on spring break. I I am currently not on spring break. That's secretly why I asked if you wanted to record this week. Just so I could could make fun of you. For not being on. But next week, I'm going to make fun of you. I'm going to send you like great bitmojis of people outside enjoying the nice weather. Okay. You do that. That's fine. (laughs) Show me. Rude. So we were going to come at you guys with a little March Madness yes. bracket, but instead of it, that being, was my March Madness sound. Is it? Yeah, oh, or is it that trademarked just, by ESPN? No, I just made it up. Oh, okay. totally not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but instead of it being Ooh, March Madness, basketball? March Madness, I think is CBS. I think you really just upset them. Oh no! That's, I'm sure that's like a billion dollar contract. Well, that's okay. I couldn't even remember just now if March Madness was football or basketball. Oh, that's sad. Which is sad because it's not even remotely right. football season. So currently. I think if there are any disagreements in our EdTech Madness, it should go to me <laughs> because you weren't even sure. <laughs> I'm having a little bit of brain issues today. You don't today, understand you know? how this works. I don't understand sports. So. <laughs> But instead of a basketball March Madness bracket, we are doing an EdTech Madness bracket. No. Yeah, so I found this thing. I don't even know where I originally found it, but it was it was brought to us by at jvalver underscore htsd and at Kyle Animus and at guys got tech ed g u i s e. And you can find out guy. I think. Guys, guys, <laughs> you can find out more by following their hashtag, hashtag EdTechMadness. Which one of those guys do you go to to find the voting for it? Well, I bet you can go to all of them, but I went to um, Valver underscore HTSD. And they're actually in the middle of voting. We're recording this on the 10th, mm-hmm. and they already have the results from three of the tools that face each other. And um, really, this whole episode... It's going to do you some good if you look at the bracket. Right. Because we can only describe with our words so much. So um, we did make a bit.ly for the bracket. It's also in our show notes. But the bit.ly that we have for you is is bit.ly slash edtechmadness2020. And that's capital E, T, and M. Perfect. Capital so just... Ed, capital Tech, capital Madness 2020. And as we went through this, we each made our own brackets. We filled mm-hmm. out the brackets for what we would vote independently. You, and we really, like, did not let each other no, see No, we did screens. not. So we're going to... Julia is, did try to cheat, I'm uh, pretty sure. That is a lie. Michael walked behind me to, quote, unquote, get water or something. And he looked at mine. 
But so we, this is going to be real true blind reveals. I have no idea what he voted for. He has some idea because he cheated no, on what I, I voted for. Nobody, nobody cheated. <laughs> and nobody cheated. you can find my results by going to bit.ly slash edtechmadnessjulia, all my, lowercase. And mine is bit.ly slash vicedtechmadness, all so, lowercase as well. Yeah, and the way and we're all gonna, of these are in our show notes. Yeah, so it'll all if be in our show notes. If you're sitting there frantically trying to type, that's dumb. You should just go look at our show notes. Right. Yeah, and the spelling will be there and yeah. all that good stuff. We are going to do like a fight it out matchup where we have to agree, agree, excuse me, for rounds four and five, and then the final round. We're gonna do a collaborative bracket. Yeah, a collaborative basically. bracket. So, that we're gonna that we're gonna duke out over the airwaves right now. Right now. Are these airwaves if it's podcasting? It's sound waves. Sound waves. We could say sound, sound waves. waves. Yeah. Over the sound waves. Yeah, I think that I think that would be more accurate. More accurate. We'll have an additional bracket that you can find the link for in the show notes. It hasn't been created yet because we don't know what it's gonna look we're like. About to duke it out. <laughs> so you'll find that in the show notes after the show ends. So let's go ahead and just get started. So the first round here, we're just gonna kinda go bracket by bracket so that you can follow along if you're following along. But this first one, just a brief overview, it's got code dork. Code dork. Code dork. <laughs> well, you can become a code dork. <laughs> it's got code.org versus Vocaroo, pair deck versus pick to chart, Nearpod versus storyboard. storyboard this, and Anchor versus WeVideo. All right, mm -hmm. so how'd you match them up? Uh, well, first of all, I feel like I knew a lot of these except for storyboard. That's the only one that I didn't really know. I agree. I didn't know much about that but, one. PictoChart, I, I know a little bit about, but to me it was kind of, I felt like there were better things out there mm -hmm. besides PictoChart. And yeah. so I didn't, I didn't like that one very much. Okay, so code.org versus Vokaroo. You know, we both talked about before we started recording how we didn't feel like this was fair because Vokaroo's job is to be simple and to be easy yeah. and it does that great. Yeah. And code.org, you know, teaches future generations how to code and that's amazing and very ro important. And so right. I felt like... Plus this, it's a robust platform. Right, yeah. This one actually already happened. The voting on this already happened. Code.org won like 94% of the votes. So Code.org already won. Did did it win your votes? Did it win mine? I Yeah. I felt like it, it did. Just because Vokuru only does the one thing. Yeah. It won my votes as well. Yeah. So in the matchup between Code.org and Vokuru, I went with Code.org. All right. One for one. Next, we have Pear Deck versus PictoChart. Yes. So both of these, though I know of both of them in the elementary world, just because of terms of service and things like that, they're not ones that we frequently use. PictoChart is more teachers use it to give information out to their parents or principals to their staff. And then Pear Deck is just one that many people have heard of. But I kind of looked at all of these through the lens of a teacher and what I would find most useful in my classroom. And so for that matchup, I chose Pear Deck yeah. because it works with the students. Yeah, I chose Pear Deck too. I think you can get, a, there's a lot of stuff that does what PictoChart does. And mm -hmm. um, PictoChart is okay. I mean, it's a tool, but Pear Deck is actually really cool. You can do some pretty cool things with Pear Deck in combination with Google Slides, it's, it's pretty popular. Uh, my husband uses Pear Deck a lot in secondary. Yeah. It, it takes a second, and it's really big for a second, it takes a regular presentation and makes it something more interactive, something that you can actually do some formative assessment. Which is awesome. Which is important. Yeah. Next up, we've got Nearpod versus Storyboard This. 
Yeah. I've never used storyboard this. Me neither. I, mean, I know what storyboarding is. It's mm -hmm. very important whenever you're, you know, trying to make a video or doing so anything. But um, Nearpod, I, I mean, I've recently had some experience with Nearpod, and I, I feel like they've improved since the days of basically just following the slideshow. There's a lot of interactive stuff in there now. It's actually very similar to Pear Deck. Yeah. And so I don't know if these two are going to face off in your bracket or not, but they're pretty similar. They are pretty similar. For me, like you said, I didn't have much experience with the storyboard this, but I use Nearpod all the time when I was in the classroom. In fact, I tweeted them so much that they upgraded me to a gold account for a year. Really? Yeah, so. You're like a Nearpod <laughs> so, so, oh man. I mean, I used to be. So I chose Nearpod. That is not something currently that our elementary students can use because of their data sharing policies. But when I was in the classroom, I loved it. So did okay. you choose Nearpod as well? I did choose Nearpod. Okay. It wasn't fair. So, so far we're matching up. This is crazy. This is crazy. I, think, I don't think it's going to stay that way. I don't think, I think it's we're about to run into something that we're going to disagree on. I, okay. So we've got Anchor versus WeVideo. Yeah. Anchor.fm. Uh, I mean, Anchor.fm does what it needs to do well, but the terms of service are really terrible, even for secondary. I think it's 18 and up. And yeah. so, but I mean, that being said, it's a, it's pretty much the only free platform you can do for podcasts for podcasts. And yeah. so, you know, that's important, but we video I've, I've recently gotten a hold of, you probably don't have a whole lot of experience with V video. Do you? I have a little bit, not, little bit. not much though. Yeah. So, yeah. so coming from my old school district to my new district, we, we don't have Macs as much and we don't have iPads. I mean, there are some, there's some Macs and iPads. There's a Mac lab and there's iPads you can check out. But, you know, we, we lost iMovie is basically, it, it's pretty much iMovie, but there are some things that are better in WeVideo than iMovie. There are some things that are worse, but there are some things that are better too. Um, for example, it's all web-based, and so you, you don't really run into the struggle of students for losing their work when they leave school um, if they're working on a school device. And then and in, also in WeVideo, there's a lot of integration with Google Drive. So you can That's go awesome. in and out of, you can save it to Google Drive, you can pull in a video to edit from Google Drive. And so all that's very important. Yeah, so you chose? Oh, I chose WeVideo. WeVideo. I chose WeVideo as well. I like Anchor.fm. Um, I like Anchor.fm, but looking at it from an elementary standpoint. Yeah, and from an education standpoint. And from an education standpoint, like we have our kids create podcasts using like the memo app on the iPad, right. real simple or feature Vocaroo. right there. <laughs> you can do Vocaroo. <laughs> I thought that there was a void for some video creation because like you said, no Mac or iPad apps are on here, guys. So we're not looking at any of the creation tools. Yeah. These are all ones that you can download. If just... I had to choose between WeVideo or iMovie, at this point, I'd choose iMovie because I have more experience with yeah. iMovie. But the more I get to know WeVideo, I think there would be more of a contest. Yeah. Um, I, it is, I don't, I don't know if it was like the locations, the few locations I've been at when I've used it. It seems like it's not quite as quick. Like there's a delay because it is mm -hmm. all web-based. Could have, you know, a lot of reasons why. Right. So for me, I chose WeVideo just because it was filling the iMovie vo void for me. Mm -hmm. Our next round matchup, I can't believe we all, we both agreed on that one. That, well, actually, I don't, <laughs> think, any, I don't think any of those four were close. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, know, I do agree. Like we said, some of these matchups, we just didn't think yeah. were fair. The only thing I felt like wasn't fair was Vokaroo versus Code.org. Because Vokaroo is a cool tool. It's very easy to use. It's a great starter tool for yeah. many teachers who are scared to Oh, yeah. To it automatically creates in. a QR code. Yeah. It's got some great stuff yeah. there. Yeah. 
That was um, the only one I felt bad about. Yeah. Next one up for our next round one matches, the next little bracket there, we've got Kahoot versus Classroom Q, Ed Puzzle versus S'more, Padlet versus Plickers, and Flipgrid versus Storyboard. Storybird, excuse me. <laughs> Storybird. All right, so that first matchup, Kahoot versus Classroom Q. I'm going to be very honest. I had no idea what Classroom Q is. Oh, yeah, I've played with it a little bit pretty recently. I mean, it's there's a lot of stuff you can do in there, including like um, like a raise your hand tool. Like mm. kids can go in there and click on it and, re and have their kids raise their hand. But I, I don't have a whole, whole lot of experience with it. But when I did go in and check it out, it did a lot more than that. So I don't want to be like, this is all it does. What would you say it's like? Is it a formative assessment tool? Is it a presentation tool? I think it's a classroom management tool. A classroom management tool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that would be my best. Okay. So because I didn't have any experience with that, I don't know what the terms are. I can't really speak to it. I went with the old tried and true Kahoot. Right. I feel like teachers across the world would hate us if we didn't choose Kahoot. Yeah, Kahoot's great. It's a great standby for formative assessment. Um, they've really done some, some work to zhuzh it up from what it was when I was in the classroom five, six years ago. Kahoot's defi definitely the winner for me. Yeah. You as well? Right, but I, you know, there's a lot of people kahooting out there. It, yeah. it can you can get kahoot overkill pretty you quick. You can, so. you can. You definitely have to mix it up. I always say that kahoot is better as a review than a true formative assessment because the the gamification of that one makes kids want to go really quickly incorrectly right because they just want to be first right. and get those points for being first yeah so. I ran, a lot of times when i really put a lot of thought into my questions the kids are just like nah click yeah especially the ones that you don't want to do that right they're the ones who do it faster our next battle is between ed puzzle and s'more mm -hmm. and kind of like what you said earlier very different tools I, I think this might have our first disagreement. Okay. But I actually, I went with Ed Puzzle. Yeah, we did disagree here because yeah. I went with S'more. <laughs> <laughs> and I went with S'more purely for selfish reasons because I use S'more. Yeah. And I use S'more as a communication piece and I think it's really easy to create really visually appealing flyers and newsletters and that's what I use and I tweet it out and you can track them. Part of s'more, after what, four s'mores, it costs money, right? Yes, that is true. Okay. And you can't remake s'mores anymore. Right. I am spoiled. I do have a paid account, okay. so I don't have any. So that that's a great thing to bring up. Their free policy is not the greatest. Right. I did not choose Edpuzzle just because it's not something that we're able to use in elementary school right now because of the terms of service and because we block YouTube videos and they host their videos through YouTube. No, you don't have to. You can upload your own video. Well, but if you're using content you didn't create. Right, okay. It's what a lot of teachers do for that. So even if, because you can, you can link to an Edpuzzle without having anybody log in. That's still collecting data. Yeah? Just because no one's logging in, it's still collecting data. Okay. <laughs> well, I think we should, I think we should, even though we're disagreeing, we should go with Edpuzzle. <laughs> You know why? Why? Because... Uh-oh. He's like getting a prop right now. Because I have a t-shirt. Oh, he has an Ed Puzzle t-shirt. <laughs> you have to vote for it now. He's he has a prop, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so we must go. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to let us go with Ed Puzzle purely for the fact that S'mores free account mm -hmm. policy is not the best. You don't think the shirt had anything to do with you? No. Dang it. No. I really went out to my car to get that shirt <laughs> just, just in case we disagreed on that puzzle. 
<laughs> it was a really good accessory though. <laughs> so you can go ahead and fill in our bracket with head puzzle. Can I tell you a story about s'more real quick? Yeah. We're gonna talk s'more about s'more. Yeah, tell, um, tell me s'more. <laughs> I, I did my first 12 newsletter this, during the school year. My first 12 newsletters were through S'more and I had a paid account. And you know, you get the data on it and it's misleading because I, I embedded it in my email. And so I think anytime anybody opened the email, it counted as a view. So I was getting 50, 100 views and I was thinking, this is awesome. But then I'd ask you about it. Nobody was really, nobody was really <laughs> looking at it. But then I, so then I started doing my newsletters in just a Google slide and I got a whole lot more feedback. Yeah. So I don't know if it's people were kind of like turned off by the, cause it's not your usual format that they're, that your, your viewers are looking at. Right. Or used to. Yeah. So anyway, Interesting. I found it more successful to use a Google slide, but that's just me. And the Google slide was more interactive too. And yeah. so there's a lot, lot of other factors at play. Next up we have Padlet versus clickers. And I went with Padlet because of all of the things that Padlet can do. Mm -hmm. They upgraded Padlet. They, you know, added the columns and, mm -hmm. and that, that made it really. Yeah. You can add video, right. you can add drawings, you can add audio, all yeah. the things. Padlet has been a, a great love of mine for a while. Yeah. Um, good go-to. It me. is a good go-to. So I chose it for that reason. I also chose it because Plickers, the technology is in the hands of the teachers, not the students. And I was really looking for student value in my bracket. I went with the same. I okay. went with Padlet as well. But to me, I felt like whenever I went with Plickers, it was a lot of printing out to do digital things. And I'm just like, what's that defeats, well, it doesn't defeat the whole purpose, but it defeats some of the purpose of, of, of it all. And I mean, there's videos of kids putting it up and being all excited, putting up their QR code with the correct answer. And I'm just like, you could do that really quickly with Quizzes or Quizlet or some other, some other tools that don't require a whole lot of paper to be printed out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. All right. So our next matchup is Flipgrid versus Storybird. Story what are your thoughts, Michael? Well, I've never actually used Storybird. I've heard of it. You know what? That's not true. I did. I did see a presentation where an ELA teacher was using it, and mm -hmm. she had mentioned. And I checked it out for a little while, and it seems cool. But you know, I was coming from the math background, and I didn't really give it a whole whole lot of thought. I just kind of put it on my little tools to check out and everything. right. Yeah, but. basically, Storybird is a is visual storytelling. You take a story and you can uh, add art to it and make a, a visual product from it. Cool. Well, I mean, it's. It's useful, but I think Flipgrid kind of fills a need where where it talks about video creating. And we already talked about WeVideo earlier, but I think um, on a different level to just kind of like do a quick recording. You know, you, you think about Snapchat and Instagram and those quick recordings. This is like the educational version of that. Or yes. it could be. Yeah. And kids are way more than me and you, or maybe not you, but me, is like, th this, is, this is how they live now right and this is how a lot of the communication that happens and so facetime right. or you know all that stuff yeah, so you went with I went, I went with Flipgrid. a lot of my teachers use it and love it they and they go to it it's really pretty simple to use it's kind of one of those tools where you don't need to be an advanced user to get into it yeah you just basically make the grid and then you just invite your students and they make videos yeah and kids don't need to be super techy either it's mm -hmm. really easy for them as well mm-hmm 
you know, Storybird you can use with parent permission and a lot of my GT teachers in particular will use Storybird. It's not, I don't find it to be the easiest thing to use. Flipgrid, I went with Flipgrid. Uh, even though elementary, they changed their terms of service so we can't use it in elementary yeah, like currently. Two, years ago they yeah. But I love a good video reflection tool. And I think that audio reflection and video reflection is super important, especially in English language learners or people who are students rather who struggle with expressing themselves or who might be shy speaking in front of a large classroom. That's a good point. So I went ahead with Flipgrid for that one. All right. So that's our first round of this side of the bracket. All right. We're going to go to our round two matchups. Mm -hmm. In the first bracket, we've got... Those of you actually pay attention to March Madness. These are the, the round of 32. That's where we are. Okay. But we're on this half of it. I don't know what that means, right. but... Um... It wasn't for you. <laughs> that reference wasn't meant for me. Two of these have already been voted on. Code.org already won. Yeah, we said that earlier. And then also Flipgrid, Flipgrid already, already won. won. So we're our, our bracket's 100% right now. Woo woo! Go Look us. at us. We're so fancy. Go bracket. Our first matchup, we have Code.org versus Pear Deck. We've got Nearpod versus WeVideo. Right. So let's talk about Pear Deck versus Code.org first. Mm -hmm. So Pear Deck is what I would like to call a supplementary tool. The main mm -hmm. tool is the presentation, whatever you have your presentation on. And there's a lot of things on Pear Deck that cost money as well. So you could do a whole, whole lot of formative stuff. And, I, and it, you know, it did make the round of 32. It is a good tool. It's a solid tool. But I think when you, when you start comparing it to code.org, which is creating, you know, a generation of people who understand code, that's way more important. And it's bigger. And you, you have a lot more experience on the website on code.org than me. Yeah, I went with code.org as well because code.org is, it has got lesson plans. It has got standalone coding challenges. It's got videos. It is a robust platform. A whole curriculum can be written off of code.org and it's all free. Students under the age of 13 do need parent permission if they're going to use the account feature in it that the teachers create. But I really don't think that there is a better free resource out there very few, let me say, free resources out there that are as good as code.org. You know, I will say for like, I could totally see the argument where I'm like a science teacher or whatever, and I don't teach a whole lot of coding, where I'd rather go with Pear Deck on that vote. Mm -hmm. But I think when you start looking at what's gonna, what is likely to be important for kids, you know, we're preparing our students for jobs that haven't been created yet. Right. This is code.org is the kind of thing that can help get and those kids there. There's a gap in coding. Yeah, there's a need. There's a sure. need for coding. Yeah. Next, we've got Nearpod and We Video. Right. So you are like Nearpod gold member. Yeah. Right. I mean, and pretty so special. I'm a, I'm a We Video next level person too. Premier. I don't know what the word is. Our school district has paid accounts for, we have like 14,000 licenses. And so basically anybody who wants to get a license to the Premier account, Premier, that's it. I remember <laughs> it. Came so naturally. <laughs> anybody who wants it can get it. And so I actually went and went in a teacher's room, Ms. Vosberg, she's on Twitter, check her out. And she had her kids creating stuff. Well, I taught the kids how to create stuff on WeVideo and they started creating things. Oh my gosh. They created some really visually awesome things really quickly. Yeah. And while Nearpod is a, is a great tool, they've, they've upped their features since the last time I really dove in. I think WeVideo is going to take it. 
All right. Well, it might surprise you. I did not choose Nearpod. Oh. I actually did choose WeVideo. Nearpod is going to revoke your gold membership Well, they probably status. already did. I haven't used it in years. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and that is because... When I'm looking at these, I'm looking through the eyes of student creation because that's where the power in digital learning is. Nearpod is led by the teacher. It's mm -hmm. not it's not meant for a student to create with. So we video, it's also on this March Madness bracket, guys. There are no keynote, iMovie, none of that. And so that looks like a big void in my heart because I feel very true. passionately about some of those tools. So we video kind of puts the puts takes the whole, the place of a and iMovie for me. So I'm gonna come yeah. up with a video. You know, I, I talked about this in the last round too, but you know, I feel like if I had to choose between MeVideo or iMovie, I, I think I'd probably at this point, I'm more comfortable, I'm quicker in iMovie, but MeVideo, I feel like with more time, I could be just as quick if not quicker. Yeah. And there's a lot of tools in the, and some of them I think are in the part of the premiere status and some aren't, but there's a lot of uh, copyright free music in there and copyright free, the natural scapes videos that you can do and so there's a lot of stuff in there you can create without having to go create first right right yeah all right so our next bracket we've got kahoot versus edpuzzle and padlet versus flipgrid okay so kahoot versus edpuzzle do you, let's, you go first i think i went first last time all right well in my matchup that i had I would have had S'more versus Kahoot. Oh, that's right. So yeah, I let, went... You let Ed Puzzle. Yeah, I ahead. let Ed Puzzle move ahead. So in S'more versus Kahoot, Kahoot won hands down because Kahoot is for students. S'more mm -hmm. was more for the adults in the room. So between Kahoot and Ed Puzzle, I'm going to have to hear your rationale before I make a decision. Well... First of all, before we decide, I think I need to change shirts real quick. Oh no, guys. Yep, He's putting happening. on his official Ed Puzzle shirt. That's right. Well, we're talking about Ed Puzzle. <laughs> there we go. That he had to get to, yeah. to got, show his it to passion <laughs> for Ed Puzzle. Ed Puzzle is, it's a really cool tool. I mean, you, you can create videos in there and then upload them and ask, I mean, how many times has a teacher asked you, how, why is my kid not listening to the video? They're just fast forwarding and trying to answer the questions. Well, this prevents that. You can mm -hmm. prevent um, a student from fast forwarding. And you can watch how much they viewed of it. There's a lot of progress so that you can check while they do it, which is what you can do live, but you can also you know, send it home for homework or you know, a combination of both. And right. so I think Edpuzzle is a really cool tool. And Kahoot, you know, I think if we had this vote two, three years ago before they went to the, on the individual side of it, I think it would have been a no-brainer Ed Puzzle, but now it's pretty close. But I still think Ed Puzzle edges, edges it out. I... All right, we'll move Ed, Ed Puzzle up. What? Well, right. No, he made that decision <laughs> without my consent. I think I don't know. I just think that with Ed Puzzle, I do think it's really cool. I do like it. It does require permission at this stage in the game. Cahoots more friendly without requiring permission. You know, I. I let Ed Puzzle move forward ahead of S'more, so maybe you should let Kahoot move forward. Well, okay. So here's, like, <laughs> it, it is close. It is close. You know, I really think it's not fair that these two are facing up, facing it off right here. Yeah. To be honest, I really think they need to be elsewhere. They're both formative assessment tools. They though. are. They are form. Okay, that's true. But I feel like that they're really good at what they do. Yeah. Compared to some of the other things. So, okay. I, I think... If we polled teachers, I think we know what teachers would say. 
And that would be Kahoot. Because mm -hmm. you use But there, yeah, I mean, there's a thing as like over Kahooting kids, but we got to that point because kids love it so much. Right. And so I think with those individual features that they've added recently, okay, we'll let Kahoot move on. Woo, woo, woo! You're going to have to not be an ed tech rep, or I'm sorry, an ed puzzle rep anymore. It's okay. It's okay. It was a free shirt. <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny to bring out the, <laughs> the, the representation. I do like ed puzzle. I yeah. do. And I wish more teachers knew about it, but yeah. Okay. No, well, what? K exclamation mark win. Uh, oh, okay. That, that's their logo. All right. Now Padlet versus Flipgrid. This was both um, for both ones that we moved forward so this mm -hmm. is a pure bracket for both of us mm -hmm. for me this whole corner of the bracket is really good it's really it's solid. real strong it's real strong really, yeah. i advanced padlet Did you? and the reason i advanced padlet is because the sheer number of features it is collaborative and you can use a Padlet like a Flipgrid because they can put their videos in and you can allow commenting on videos. Oh, so it does everything Flipgrid can do, but Flipgrid can't do everything Padlet can do. Yes. Yeah, okay. That is that is a very interesting argument. <laughs> but, but you can't create classes the way you can in Flipgrid. No, but you can share individual boards. Can you... I'm just curious. I don't know if it matters on the answer, but like, can you save a video in Padlet? Like if someone... Puts a video on there. Can you save it and share it like in a portfolio or something? I don't know. That's another. There are no portfolio tools on this bracket, by the kind way. Kind of, there is one on the other side. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if there is, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, okay, yeah, I agree with you. I don't remember what I put on my bracket, but I really like your argument of yes. you can do the video thing in Padlet. I hadn't, actually hadn't gone there in my head. <laughs> so I don't remember. I think I probably, oh, no, I did let Padlet win. See, look, you're, okay. you're underestimating yourself. Uh, it's close, though. It was close for me, but I think I went with Padlet ultimately. Our, what, what is this version of the bracket called? What this we... is the Sweet 16. Okay. No. No. This is the Elite Eight. We just completed the Elite Eight version. Oh, this, of isn't, side a one. this isn't a regular bracket. The regular bracket goes 64, 32. So technically, we started with 32, and then we went to the Sweet 16, and now we're at the Elite Eight. Okay. So, and after the Elite Eight, what comes next? Final Four. Okay. So now we're in the Final Four no, version no, no, of no, this no. side. No, that's, no, that's incorrect. <laughs> It is technically correct, but you can't say no, we're the moving. final four means something way more than No, you we're just... in the, the final four of this no, half of the bracket. No, you can't say final four. No, the, no. the next matchup okay. is the final four. We're in the final half of eight. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so we've got in one bracket, code.org versus WeVideo, and in the other bracket, we've got Kahoot versus Padlet. All right, so code.org versus WeVideo. This is tough. And you know, actually, since we've been talking, you've talked up code org more than I originally had it. So in my original bracket, I put WeVideo up there. Hmm. And, and I just think that it's, it's one of my favorite new tools. It, it might be it's kind of a recency bias, honestly. Yeah. But I went with WeVideo, but I could totally be swayed. What did you do? I, I went with code.org. Okay. Because it, I'm going to use the same reasons I used before. It's a robust platform. It is all for free. It builds a skill that there is a void for in the ed tech tools. We don't have a lot of coding tools that are as robust as code.org. You know, if I wanted to make a video, I could just use the camera on my iPad or on my phone. Not the same. Not the same, but similar. Well, how, how, about, how about this argument? Can you create in code.org? 
you can. I mean, you know, there's games and stuff. Yeah, so but you're but some of them you're recreating things with code, and you're okay. learning with code, which I think builds up your skill set so much that if you wanted to go to like Scratch Junior or Scratch, you could create your own code because you're competent in it now. Got it. Okay, I'm okay with code.org. Yay! Which is different than my original bracket, but I think if I had to redo it, I'd probably go with it. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. All right, so code.org is our first final four member. Woot! All right, now let's look at the next part of the bracket. All right. Which the is Kahoot. Teacher favorite Kahoot versus... Versus Padlet. Man, that is... It's tough. I don't remember... Did I have that in my original? No, I had Edpuzzle. Oh... Oh, see, this is not this, oh, is this is not legit for me, but that's okay. I you know I let Kahoot move on, so I think I'm gonna let Kahoot meet, beat Padlet too. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, I, if you want to know my reasoning, yeah, I, I do. I, I, the, oh, some of the Padlet is paid now. It used to not be paid. Okay. That really bugs me when that really hurts when you're trying to get teachers to use it. I think that that is going to be the thing that's going to allow me to allow you to allow Kahoot <laughs> to move forward. Oh. Because in my bracket, I had Padlet moving forward because oh. I love Padlet. And I remember saying a couple years ago at TCEA when we were presenting, talking about Padlet and how amazing it was and it's always been free and it's always been great. Well, they did, they made it pay. We There was, for a long time, hashtag Padlet. It was trending because oh. it went from unpaid to paid. Was it, it really trending? Yeah. And we, talk, we talked about we that. We did that talk about that. was like a digital that. highlight or something. Yeah. And it made it so that you could only have three free boards, yeah. which is super limiting. So since Kahoot is free, I'm going to let Kahoot move forward wow. for this one. And, you know, I think teachers across America would agree with us. <laughs> don't, you, don't you think? I think so. All right. So code.org versus Kahoot. One of those is going to be... In the championship. I already have mine. Do you already have yours in your head? I code.org. Me too. Yeah, I think I think everything we've already talked about. Yeah, it. we've talked about, about it. I think it'd be Kahoot is is great, but you know, there there's some stuff that I wish would be more student led, student created in Kahoot. So it's not it's not everything. And code.org is kind of it kinda of does its whole thing. Yeah, it does. It's it's a great resource. Well, that brings us to the end of the first half of our bracket. Right. We're going to come back at you with a part two mm -hmm. where we're going to go over the second half of the bracket and the championship round to find out our EdTech champion. But, but we will do that episode within a week. Yes. It's because, not going to be a month yeah. away. It'll be coming quick because when Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to come back at you. We want to make sure this episode is already pretty lengthy for yeah. us. It's longer than we normally do, but it's, um, but it's great. We love it. So we just want to give you guys something to look forward to within the week because we were so rude and left you for so long. Yeah, but if they do go to the bitly for the combo, Oh, we haven't given it to them yet. Oh, so the bitly oh. for the combo bracket, you want to make it real quick? Yeah, we're going to make it real quick. It's, going to be bit.ly slash combo for our combo bracket. Yep, and it'll be on the show notes too. Absolutely. So we will see you next time. If you're on spring break, enjoy it. If you're not, we'll see you next week on spring break. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.